Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats, and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product biz owner with tips, strategies, and stories to guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, we're talking to Victoria McGrain from The Scenic Route. The Scenic Route is the creative project of artist and designer Victoria McGrain, who left Burktown in December and is currently traveling around Australia in a converted bus. Well, until COVID lockdown, now she's just stuck in the beautiful Sundays. Her intricately hand-illustrated work is inspired by her love of travel and exploring the amazing landscapes, colors, flora and fauna of Australia. The name The Scenic Route reflects the personal and creative philosophy of artist and designer Victoria McGrain. Her love of nature is evident in her detailed botanical drawings. Choosing the path less traveled, slowing down, enjoying the journey and appreciating the scenery, taking the scenic route is the basis for her designs. With a background in visual arts, a distinctive creative aesthetic and a career in fashion and textile design, Victoria has collaborated with a number of notable brands in Europe and in Australia to create unique surface print designs. Victoria is here to share her story of how she has built her business to suit her lifestyle. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So, Victoria, you really are now living the dream. And did you ever think that you would be able to follow this dream so much so that you are now choosing that path less travelled? You're actually enjoying the real life journey of travelling around Australia in a converted bus with your pet dog and partner? Um, Yes, I definitely believe in the power of manifestation and positive thinking. And once I decided that what I really wanted to do was buy a Toyota Coaster and become a full-time digital nomad, I knew that I could make it happen. And it really helped that my lovely partner was on board with the plan and he shares my passion for travel. Um, So it was a really slow process of downsizing before we we did this. Um, My partner and I um, moved to Burketown, which is um, a really remote town on the Gulf of Carpentaria. And we lived there for a year as he was offered a really good work opportunity there. And moving there was great because it allows us, allowed us to downsize all of our possessions. Um, we saved loads of money. And for me, it gave me the opportunity to set up my business for working remotely. Like if I could run my business from Burketown, I could do it anywhere. Like it's really, it's like seven hours from the nearest town. Um, there's very few resources and yeah, it just made me kind of, um, it was really good training for um, COVID isolation too. So yeah, it took about a year and a half from making our first plans until we were on the road and I still have to pinch myself sometimes that it's real. Yes, I mean, you are um, in the, we were chatting a bit before we, we started recording, um, we were, you know, talking about if you're going to get stuck in any part of 
Australia, the Whit Sundays is probably one of the nicest areas that you could have. You're in a beautiful national park with the beach and the beautiful parklands right on your, literally on your doorstep. I know it's absolutely beautiful, and um, yeah, it's definitely not a bad spot to have to have gotten stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Vic, let's go back to the beginning. Um, tell us the story of how the scenic route came about. Um, so I was working full time as a textile designer and I was living in Coffs, um, Coffs Harbour where we'd bought a property, but then I was flying down to Sydney for work and I just really got over the long distance commuting. Um, I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled. So I started the scenic route as a bit of a side hustle just to scratch my creative itch. And I wanted to start creating designs that I really loved that weren't based around mainstream trends or like you know, commercial design, like just doing something that I liked for the pure joy of doing it. Um, and then I decided to set up a little screen printing um, studio in my garden shed. <laughs> and I started screen printing some of my illustrations. And I started an Instagram and put them up on there and put some in like this really cool little local gallery shopping cafe. And then um, and they were doing really well and like just sort of, you know, it was just ticking along. And then my boyfriend had this idea. He's like, why don't you do greeting cards? Like my mom loves those. <laughs> like we could send her some. And so I went ahead and did the greeting cards and yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. Like they were really popular. I started putting them in some local shops and um, started a little online shop and people started buying them on there. Um, yeah. And then I just, kind of went for it and um, I think the first time I really knew that it was a business and that I had something good going um, I signed up to do finders keepers markets in Brisbane and it was amazing like and I completely sold out of all my stock I just had so much great feedback from people and I was just really overwhelmed by that and it just gave me so much confidence and yeah and then I started my business for real. <laughs> yeah, so tell me more about how is your lovely business going? Um, it's going amazing at the moment. So I've, um, after going on the road, um, I've consciously made lots of changes to my business in the last year. Um, and I feel so much happier doing that because I'm initially, you know, when you have a small business, you sort of say yes to everything and, you know, everything could be an opportunity. And I was doing like, so many different products. I was doing like tea towels and cosmetic bags and cards, calendars, notebooks. Ugh, like I can't even think like just so much stuff. Um, you know, it was, and lots of collaborations as well. Um, so in the last year I've really reduced the number of products that I make and I've really scaled back the wholesale side of my business. And I've put a lot more energy into the creativity and design side, which is my true passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now rather than relying solely on products, I'm spending more time focusing on licensing my designs yeah. and collaborating with other businesses to create the products. And I was lucky enough this year um, to license some of my fabric designs to Spotlight, um, which was through my agent, Nerida Hansen. And I'm just looking at doing more opportunities like this in the future. Fabulous. Fabulous. That's so great. I mean, in terms of, um, getting into something so big um, as a national chain store like Spotlight, 
um, to be recognised at that level. Like your work is absolutely beautiful as an Australian botanical artist. Um, people that see it just fall in love with it instantly. Um, but that's really lovely to know that you are able to spend more time focusing on uh, your licensing library, marketing that, and also the collaborations that you've, you've um, uh, come up with in terms of joining up with other businesses to create more of the beautiful products with them adapting your designs into their actual homeware and fashion um, products as well, which is really fabulous. So, so Vic, would you say that taking the scenic route has helped you to work on new creative designs while traveling with your business? And do you feel that it's been more inspirational than ever before? Had you not done this and you just stayed in, you know, in one place? Um, it's definitely very inspirational and like travel has always been, you know, the thing that really excites me and gets my creative juices flowing. Like I love Australia. I love the whole process of traveling, like the whole idea of, you know, stopping and seeing all the small things on the way. Like that's definitely what inspires my designs. And, you know, for example, we've been to, places like Kakadu, but we did the whole road trip to get there all through the Northern Territory and like the top end and just going to all these places that I would never have dreamed of going. And then in far North Queensland, all the rainforests and like, there's just so much diversity in this country and it's just given me a whole, you know, everywhere I go, I've got my phone and I just take pictures, um, yeah. you know, on my phone of like different plants and animals and, and things I see. So yeah. yeah. And that, you know, and I've got this little library of inspiration to draw from when I get time to sit down. Yeah. But like the other thing, which is, you know, the, the flip side is it's definitely not all perfect being on the road. And it's actually been quite a difficult adjustment getting used to working like, you know, you're, we're on Zoom and you can see my tiny little bus and it's such a small space to be in, particularly with a dog and another person. Yeah. You know, so I've gone from having my own studio with everything, like all my equipment and my screen printing stuff yeah. to like a laptop, a sketchbook, a pencil case and like a little tiny travel scanner. Yeah. And I think that's been good though to like learn to adapt to that. So, yeah. <laughs> It is amazing what you can learn to adapt to, you know, had you not sort of, because you've obviously got something to compare against because you used to have your nice studio set up when you were in one place. Um, but I guess that sort of goes with the territory, doesn't it? You have to sort of, um, it's like those people that downsize and live in those small houses. I don't know if you've seen yes. them. They're like, <laughs> really, like you can stand up in them, but there's not much else you can do. Like they live in like a container, sort of a shipping container size, you know, and oh, totally. you don't need for much sometimes. No, and it's great. Like, you know, I... I love living this way. Like it's frustrating sometimes and like just things like sometimes, you know, you can't get a Wi-Fi signal or because we're on solar, like the weather will be really cloudy and so we won't have any electricity. Yeah. <laughs> that can be interesting. And before COVID, like I would stop and go to a library or something and work from there, but yeah. that's not an option now. But the other thing, you know, it's amazing being in the Whit Sundays and I'm looking out at these beautiful palm trees and sunshine and, you know, it's like, 28 degrees in winter but there's also lots of mozzies and sandflies and yeah. when we were in summer it was like oh my gosh it was so hot in the van like you couldn't work like I was trying to draw one day and I was like 
the pen just keeps slipping out of my hand because it's like <laughs> 95% humidity and I can't, I just can't. So <laughs> you've obviously, when you're in Berktown, you would have had to acclimatize to um, that high level of humidity. I think, is that the, the highest point in Australia? The, the, the top It's up there. It's um, you've got like Darwin and up in the Northern Territory is higher, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting weather season. Um, weather system there so it's definitely very extreme weather like the hottest I've ever been in my life yes, yes. <laughs> I think the hottest I've ever been in my life has been two places one was in Dubai because um, yeah. it's desert and man-made beach and I think I just had to get into the swimming pool I felt like I couldn't breathe and the other time was in Egypt um, and I think it was like 46 or 47 degrees so it was incredibly hot and I knew I just needed to get cool air so I could take in oxygen. I started to panic a bit because I've never been in anywhere that hot in my life. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think we just, um, you know, when we moved into our van, because it's, it's been pretty hot, like that's been one of the biggest challenges. Like it's not something that I even really thought about, which is quite funny, but you know, like just making small changes to our, to the bus has made a big difference like we didn't even have a vent in the ceiling or a fan or an awning or anything and we've had all those things put on so it makes it a bit more comfortable but yeah some days you just can't do anything it's just so hot and yes. you know I'm like well let's just find somewhere to swim what are we going to do today to cool off well there's the beach you know the beautiful white sands and it's yeah. you know it's, it's something that um, I think a lot of people just dream of. So my next question for you was many business owners create a small business with the dream of being in control and creating a dream lifestyle that they've always wanted. But instead, the business ends up controlling them. And that can really impact negatively on their health, their relationships and finances. Have you ever experienced that in the past? Definitely. So, um, as you know, for the first couple of years of my business, I worked my absolute butt off and I said yes to everything. And I had so many different products on the go, was running like my online store, the wholesale side of the business, going to trade shows and big markets and trying to keep up with all the social media and marketing. And on top of that, I was doing all of the packing and shipping. Um, and it was actually when I was doing my coaching with you, I got really sick, which you probably remember me crying to you. I do remember. Yeah. And I just got this, I just got so sick with like, I had terrible joint pains. I was constantly fatigued. I had really weird viral rashes and headaches all the time. And, you know, just went from being somebody who was like 24 seven doing stuff and always busy and, you know, who loved that. Um, to just feeling really crappy all the time. And I just went to all these doctors and had all these tests and I couldn't find out what was wrong with me. And it sort of just hung around for ages. Um, and I also suffered from quite bad anxiety. You know, it was all a bit of a vicious circle. Yes. I think it was all just doing too much, basically. Yeah. Um, and I ended up seeing like an amazing traditional Chinese medicine doctor and getting acupuncture and herbs and stuff but it was more his advice. He just kept saying to me, Victoria, you've just got to do less. And that's when I really started thinking about, okay, like I love this business. I've worked so hard, you know, but I do have to kind of make changes if it's going to be sustainable. Um, because in the end, you know, I started it 
you know, from a love of creating and, you know, I don't, yeah, I didn't need it to be like, you know, I didn't need to do a lot of the stuff I was doing. So I, it actually was really good because I made this conscious decision to take back control and just really think about what I wanted from my life and my business. Um, yeah. So I feel a lot more in balance now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, now, like, you know, you said, you know, you couldn't be more in a happier, more sort of creative place. Um, and, and you've been able to achieve that balance. And sometimes it is about, you know, like how you've sold all your belongings and you've sold the material things in your life and you can get by with just, you know, very simplistic um, day-to-day things, possessions around you. Um, and you, ne- you now have this amazing um, lifestyle where you can take in all the things that inspire you, as such as nature and, and the beautiful Australian um, landscape as well. That, I mean, I think, you know, anyone that has gone through something like what you said you've gone through, like, you know, had some health issues and some challenges that were really triggered by stress and to come out and make that decision you know, that takes, that takes a lot of courage to do. I know. And I, I think as well, like, you know, going to all these different doctors, cause I just refused to accept what was right in front of me. I was like, no, I've definitely got something wrong with me, you know? And it was like, Oh, I've got Ross river fever or bottom for it. Like I had thought I just constantly thought I had all these like crazy diseases. And when the truth of just like, no, you've just had a burnout you're really stressed and I, it just made so much sense. And I was like, yes. And as soon as I just started changing things in my life and also my business, you know, like I immediately just felt so much better. Like there's definite points, you know, that I can pinpoint where I was like, okay, actually maybe I'm not going to do this anymore. And just this wave of relief would go over me. Cause I was like, why do I need to do this? Like I, I've always wanted to please other yeah. people and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. sometimes um being a yes person and and not being able to say no can actually be to your own detriment can't it you know it can lead you um yeah can take you in a direction that you and it's not until sometimes there's a crisis or a you know a catalyst where i think that happens a lot doesn't it to people and sometimes on more serious levels where they end up suffering you know, a, um, a heart attack or, um, you know, like a, a, you know, a breakdown. And then they're basically not able to continue that they, they can't function. They don't have choices. Whereas you've made this choice. So what would you say um, Vic, to someone who was wanting to really pivot and take a new path in their business life? Like what do they need to consider first? Oh, okay. I think there's a few things. I think the first is to just have self-belief, um, to use everything that you've learned so far and use that knowledge as a foundation for your new direction. Like build the business that you want, not the one you feel you should have. Yeah. Um, the other big one I would say is like to be realistic. There's absolutely no point pivoting and changing your business and ending up doing something else that's not going to make you happy. Yeah. So the first thing that I did was sit down and really analyze all of my different income streams to see what was actually generating the most profit. Mm. And then I had to make some hard decisions about what needed to go and what needed to change. And I think that was really good because, you know, everything was quite stressful and emotional. So just sitting down with a piece of paper and being like, 
let's crunch the numbers and just being like, hang on, I'm doing this thing and like it's generating income, but I'm actually not making that much profit off it. Whereas this other thing that I enjoy far more is making more profit. So why don't I focus on that? You know, and sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees because you're, you're in it. So that was really good. Um, And then I'd also just say, get rid of everything that's not serving you and focus on the things that bring you joy Mm -hmm. and with a reason for starting a business in the first place. So yeah. Oh, and there's one more thing. This yeah. is a big one. And you're going to love this one. I learned this from coach. Um, I would say, see what you can outsource. Yeah. And one of the best decisions I ever made in my whole business was to completely outsource all of my packing and shipping to a 3PL in Sydney. And this was before, um, like, I, you know, went on the road. It was when I was living in Burktown and it just enabled me to like just freed up so much time for me and oh like it just headspace and like it's worth every single penny. So oh absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, you're able to actually um, you know, have this sort of remote life where you are able to run your business from anywhere. Yeah. Um, which is fabulous. I'm so proud of you um, <laughs> falling in love with outsourcing because I'm constantly always, as you know, banging on about oh. you to outsource to scale. You need to outsource to have, you know, to create the life that you want. You need to not be working on the business. You need to work, on, you know, not, not to work in the business, but you need to work on the business. Sorry. And there's all those things that, you know, not until you actually do it that you, then you think, oh, this is just so good. You know, I, I could never go back to that. Old I know. No, 100%. And I think like you just end up, I don't know, with so much more time. And I think it's, there's so many things that you can do in a business where you think you're saving money by doing it yourself, but it's just a false economy because you're just like doing it badly. It's taking you more time and, you know, you can outsource it to someone who's, that's their business yeah and it can be done so efficiently because they're usually always set up for it and their experience with it and it's their passion and and you don't need to reinvent the wheel do you um but something like products is you know because it's not a digital product it's physical it actually needs to to have somewhere to land and somewhere to be stored and somewhere to be shipped um, out. And that's fabulous that you've gone down that path of um, working with the third party logistics um, yeah. to do that. So that's enabled you that freedom now that you can actually um, be doing your year round travel. You said it might extend out to further before I when I was talking with you. So that's- I love that like now like an order will come through on my website and sometimes I'm out of Wi-Fi and I won't even know till a couple of days later. And by then it's already been picked and packed and shipped and yeah. and I just I don't need to worry about that side of it. And yeah. yeah. But who knows how long we'll be on the road for. We'll see. <laughs> It sounds like it's um, it suits you. Um, you do seem very relaxed, and you do um, uh, suit the lifestyle. That's for sure. And I know that it's always been um, on your bucket list. You know, it was always something that you wanted to be able to do. A have a business that would allow you the freedom to do what you love, um, have your that creative passion, and um, and also have the ability to do the travel, which I know you really love um, doing travel, which, you know, I mean, once you get bitten by the travel bug, it's hard to ever go back, isn't it? To never to stay put in one place. 
I realized in that very first coaching session in the first blueprint we did, like if you go back and read that, it says that in there. <laughs> That's one of oh, my really? goals. Yeah. Well, that was quite a while ago. I think it was a couple of years ago. So that's actually um, really interesting because I always knew that the reason you called the business the scenic route was because you had that love of travel. And yeah, that, yeah and I'm sure I, I do recall you back then um, talking about this vision. And at the time, I was I was sort of thinking, oh, that sounds good, but you know what? Not many people actually really follow through with it and do that sort of thing. But you were actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wonderful. And there's so many people that would just love to do, do what you're doing. And I know there are people that do it. They, do, they sell up everything um, and they, um, you know, take off and they have the best experience of their life, you know, that you can never, that you'll always reflect back on, you know, it shapes you in a different way. Yeah. No, I hopefully like, you know, it's just terrible, everything that's happening and you don't want to be selfish and be like, I just want the travel restrictions lifted, but secretly I do. (laughs) Once it's safe to travel again, I'm looking forward to getting on the road again. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. You can keep moving. I know the pandemic has really um, thrown a spanner in the works for many, many people with plans of what they, you know, what they normally do with themselves so so well so that is so helpful I've loved what you've shared today with us and thank you so much for you know everything um in terms of what everyone needs to consider I think that's really valuable those last tips that you shared and I know that the listeners here will get so much out of what we've covered today Vic so where can people find you on the web if they'd like to know more and, and look at, you know, buying your designs and, and working with you possibly? Um, so I am the scenicrootstyle.com and then on Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest, I'm at the scenic route style. So yeah, come and come say hi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's, so thank you. So that's where you can find Victoria. And if you missed anything today, um, about what we've talked about, or you'd like to go back and revisit Victoria's story and advice that she shared in more detail, you can click on the link in today's show notes and get a copy of everything we've talked about today in your email inbox. So it's time for me to say goodbye, and I will see you in the next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.